I just wanted to start off the podcast with my wonderful singing um, and the fact that that song was used to be really good and now it's ruined for me. Um, in other news, I never congr- liked that song. <laughs> congratulations to the St. Louis Blues on winning the 2019 Stanley Cup. I know Megan's giving me a look right now that's like, nope, we're not going there already. But I just wanted to start off the podcast by saying that um, we will start off with Blackhawks stuff first because there, oh boy, there's Blackhawks stuff that we can talk about. Uh, there's finally Blackhawks. <laughs> but I just wanted to say first and foremost, congratulations to the St. Louis Blues. As much as that, like as as a Blackhawks fan, like I remember the first time. Like, in my era, in my... Because, obviously, we were not alive in the 60s. But in 2010, I remember the first time watching my team win the Stanley Cup and thinking it was, like, the coolest and best thing that's ever happened to me. And then it happened to the Cubs. And I was like, there's nothing that could be better than this. Like, it, there's nothing like watching your team win the championship. And so, for that reason alone despite the fact that they're St. Louis and as a Chicago fan, we are taught to reject everything St. Louis has to offer. Um, it's a, it's a pretty cool feeling. So congrats to them and their fans. Um, first, first Stanley Cup in their franchise's history, 52 years. Um, and I heard they congrats once and in, and one time, and it's going to be my power play and that's going to be it, man. I, I me I, and I, Megan are completely on opposite I, sides. Look, here. I, I think part of it is because my stepdad is a Bruins fan. I had like a low key attachment to the Bruins. So like I genuinely wanted them to win you and not a... so much that I wanted the blues to lose. That would have been icing on the case. You had a team. Uh, on the case. Yeah. I did. And I mean, so... it, at the end of the day, it should have been the sharks and the hurricanes. So we could have had a sharknado. Someone Stanley in my final. hockey class said but that. Fine. Someone in my hockey class, literally on Friday, there's a dude that came in a St. Louis blues Jersey He's from St. Louis. He lives here now because he works here. And he wore a St. Louis Blues jersey to practice. And then the guy, there's a, one of the, uh, oh, no, it was one of my coaches. He was like, my my head coach was like, okay, guys, like, how'd we feel? And I was like, I, I didn't enjoy it. And the other <laughs> coach was like, it. the other coach was like, dude, I wanted the Sharks and the Canes so it could be Sharknado. And everyone in the That's class what was I wanted. like, yes. Like, like, yeah, like, whatever, fine. Fine, I guess. I would honestly, I would have even been happy with the Sharks and the Bruins, only because, like, it would have been two old guys going at it. Yeah, well, and I that would Joe kind Thornton of fun. to get his cup. But so do I, because now I feel like it's kind of like, is he gonna sign? Is he gonna retire? What's he gonna do? And yeah. like, signs are low key pointing that he's gonna retire, and I hate that a lot. Right. Like, if he so, would stay, he'd know. stay in. He'd stay in San Jose. He said that, so that's. Right. We know that for sure, but yeah. It just was not, it was not the ideal scenario, and I tried to be, I had the worst day of my life on Thursday, too. Yeah. Like, after, I woke up in a terrible mood, and, because I went to bed, and I think the score is like two to one, or two to, might have been two to zero, actually, when I went to bed. But I went to bed, I was like, you know what, I'm done, whatever, I'm going to bed. Whatever happens will happen. And then I woke up and I was like, I know what I know what I'm gonna look at, so I'm just gonna avoid social media. Yeah. And I always watch YouTube videos in the morning before I, you know, like while I'm eating my cereal, getting ready and whatever. And I was like, okay, if I go on YouTube, I'm not gonna get spoiled for who won, because I just didn't I didn't want to look at it because I had an inkling of who won. Right. Didn't care because I only had one text message. And, like, I literally, like, I even unlocked my phone without looking at it. Like, I just, I saw the little red bubbles on everything. And I was like, all right, I have one text. 
I and I didn't know who it was from. So I'm like, I'm guessing the Bruins didn't win. Yeah. But I didn't want confirmation. So I was like, okay, Just going avoid. on YouTube. I don't follow really I don't really do anything hockey related on YouTube. I watch mostly like art videos and um like vlogs and that kind of thing. So I was like, this should be fine. Yeah. I'm an idiot and I went to my subscriptions and I follow Steve Dangle. Megan. Rookie the second mistake. video in the first row was Stanley or the St. Louis Blues are Stanley Cup champions. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then I proceeded to have literally the worst day of my life. Well, so save, save it fantastic. for your power play. Save this for yeah. your power play. Because I know well, you're going to be. this has nothing to do with my power play. Okay, I know. Worse. But, well, you're talking about the, you're talking about the Blues in your power play. So, yeah. um, okay, let's talk about the Blackhawks because there's a couple let's things. Let's talk about somebody we actually like to talk oh, about. Oh, also, before, because uh, we are recording this on Sunday. Happy Father's Day to all of yes. the fathers out there. Um, I woke up this morning and gave my dad um, my dad's card. I like for Father's Day we gave him I gave him like um, his choice kind of thing. So I gave him like like I was like this card entitles you too, and then it's like a Harry Potter marathon because we love doing Harry Potter marathons. Nice with ice cream and snacks included. Um, uh, a bike ride because my dad uh, cycles. He does road bike and mountain bike, and he also does fat tire bikes. So I was like, I'll go on a casual bike ride with you because I'm not that intense on on a bike. And then um, an activity of his choice, and he wants to do uh, he wants to go kayaking down the Chicago River. So I think we're gonna do that this summer. So that's um, very fun. Yeah. I, so it's happy fun. My my gift to my father was not that creative. <laughs> Olivia Olivia and I went in on it together, and yeah. um, our our card was really funny. It had like a drawing, like a really stupid drawing of like a butt wearing pants. Uh And it was like, like hopefully if something like, hopefully our pain in the butt years are past and then you open it and it's like, no, it's never going to go away or something like that. (laughs) Cause my dad loves stupid cards. So we always get him like a really stupid, funny one Yeah. for his birthday, for father's day, for Christmas, whatever. It's always got to be stupid. Um, Oh yeah. And then, my sister, I guess, a couple weeks ago, like, unearthed this picture of my dad from, like, the early 2000s at <gasps> one of our neighbors, like, luau party. They used to throw a luau party yeah. um, like every single year, and kids weren't allowed, so we never got to go. We just, like, stayed in that, like, house across the street. Um, and my dad's wearing this, like, obnoxious Hawaiian shirt, and my sister sent it in the group chat, like, oh, my God, I was going through old photos on Facebook, look what I found, and my dad was like, oh, my God, I love that shirt, I don't know what happened to it, though, like, we probably, like, donated it or whatever, so my sister and I went in and got him a Hawaiian shirt, like, from Hawaii, like, it's really nice. And I he saw that on Facebook, I yeah, was like, Gary! <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he wore it out on the boat today. Um, he and Olivia are in Charleston, and they went on the boat um, in the harbor. So, yes, happy Father's Day. It was it was really funny. We FaceTimed, like, last night to so I could see his reaction, and he was so excited about it. He, didn't, he like, put it on to try it on because we didn't know what size to get. And, um, and when he put it on, he, like, didn't take it off. He's like, this is great. Like sweet never man, change. never change. Oh, we that's love so him. Funny, it was amazing. Oh, that's amazing. So love yes, Father's Happy Father's Day, um, to all of the fathers out there that are listening, and to our fathers especially. Thank you for everything you've done for us. I know that yep. for both of us, like we're extremely grateful for the fatherly people in our lives, whether they be our actual fathers or you know I've had teachers that have become like second dads to me. Um, 
from high school. I was school gonna say special and... shout out to Mark, my stepdad, who's the biggest Bruins fan ever. I know Sorry for wished... your loss, Mark. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I, I know he was wishing for a better, a better Father's Day present as far as the Bruins go, but we got him a card that had on the front it had like a guy sitting in a chair, but it was like you could see the back of him, so you saw like the top of his head and the back of the chair. And yeah. when you open the card, sorry, my dog just shook <laughs> next to me. Um, when you open the card, it's got a um, it's got like a window in the card so he could still watch TV and pretend like he was reading the oh, card. Oh, I saw that one. It was pretty good. And then we got him. It, that one was kind of boring, but he needed a new belt. So we got him a new belt. Nice. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Lots of, it was a very, it was a very clothing oriented Father's Day for my dad and stepdad. Yes. All right. Let's talk about the Blackhawks. Um, yes. So from, now that the Stanley Cup is over, um, I've added a couple countdowns on the podcast doc that we're going to be doing. Um, the first one for the Blackhawks, the countdown to convention is 38 days. Uh, so that's really exciting. Megan is going to be up here. I think I did the – let me see because I have a countdown app on my phone. I think I did this one to win the convention stars. Oh, no, no, no. This is when Megan is in town for the convention. So 38 days until Megan is physically in Chicago, and then that means that there's 40 days from today until the convention starts. So um, once Megan's here, we're going to be doing a couple a couple collaboration things yes. together, live. It's going to be great. Um, in person, together. In person, it's be together. So fun. Oh my gosh. It's going to be wild, y'all. Absolutely wild. Because last time you were There's here, we hadn't, started the, we hadn't started the podcast. We started it last October. So yep. um, that'll be really exciting. But a couple other things uh, just to talk about. Chris Kook is back. Um, if so any of you remember Chris Kook, he began his career uh, covering the Chicago Blackhawks as their beat reporter for the Chicago Tribune in 2007. So he was there for kind of the dark ages, and then he was here for, for all three cups. Um, and he actually left the Blackhawks beat after the 2015 Cup to join the Athletic and cover the Washington Capitals uh, for the last few seasons. So uh, we're really excited that he is back on the NHL app, NHL.com on the Blackhawks page. Um, he already has an article up basically about him, his journey with the Blackhawks to start with and then leaving and then coming back and all of that stuff and his love for hockey and, and um, and all that. So that's really exciting. So yay. Happy that Chris Kook is back. He's one of my favorite, uh, writers and it used to be like him, Laz, um, Dietz, like all like that kind of group, um, yep way back. So that'll be really exciting. Uh, but the real news, the real, uh, hockey player news, um, last night was, was very exciting. Last night, the four year anniversary of the Chicago Blackhawks winning their third Stanley cup of the decade. Um, I was on home ice. The- I woke up yesterday morning and I was like, Oh my God, it's the day. It's and the day. The only reason I even knew that is because I was going through my time hop and I was actually in, this was pre Megan actually liking hockey and following it actively, (laughs) but this is kind of what got it going. Um, I was actually in Chicago for my half sister's bridal shower Mm -hmm. and we ended up leaving on the 15th. Like we left that afternoon and I remember going through the airport and I saw this picture, like this huge poster of Patrick Kane. They had one for Taves and Hosa and I think, Crawford and Seabrook and Keith and a couple of the other guys um but I remember seeing the Patrick Kane one and I took a picture of it and sent it to my mom because at that time like I really only knew him like I didn't know much of the rest of the team Mm -hmm. so I was still pronouncing Taves toes um yes so 
so yeah so I sent a picture of it so I have that picture on my phone still mm-hmm. and that was one of my time hop ones I was like oh my god it was like when Anna in Frozen wakes up and she's like it's coronation day that was me yesterday it's morning Black I was day. Like, that was the first text I, like, I got day. I was so excited and it's funny too because I was like as I was getting ready I was like oh I'm gonna wear a Blackhawk shirt and then I guess somewhere in my routine I forgot that I was gonna do that and I ended up putting on a Vancouver hockey shirt I don't know and now I'm wearing a Blackhawk shirt, though. Now I'm wearing my Q Chelsea. Hey, so I sent you all that. good. <laughs> you did send me this one, so it's all good now. But I was so excited yesterday. I can't believe it's been four years. That means it's been just about four years that I've, like, really been into hockey, which is also insane. Yeah. Um, but the Blackhawks also made a move yesterday. Um, they have oh, acquired boy. defenseman Oli Mata from the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for forward Dominic Cahoon. And a 2019 fifth-round pick. Um, so I've included some of Olimata's stats here. Um, he is a left-hand D, he's 6'2", 24 years old. He went 22nd overall in the 2012 draft. Um, he is signed through 2021-22, and his contract is worth just a little bit north of $4 million, uh, average annual value. He is a two-time Stanley Cup uh, champ winner, winner 2016-2017, both with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, last season, he played in 60 games. He had one goal and 13 assists for 14 points, and he was a plus nine. And uh, in his career, he's been in the league since 2014. He has played 362 games, had 25 goals, 82 assists, 107 points, uh, and he's a plus 61. So I saw all over Twitter that people weren't very excited about this. Uh, I have a different take on it. But tell that's... me, tell me, or tell everybody how I found out about this. Uh, me. <laughs> like, I literally, I sent it to you on Twitter, and then I was like, because it happened, so, and I was like, I, I texted her, because you didn't reply to my, my tweet, and I was like, or my DM, and I was like, you seeing this? And you're like, what? And I was like, oh, she hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, that was like so, a couple hours after it was announced. <laughs> yeah, so I did this after the Hurricanes lost, um, but I di- I've done it again now, and I still don't. I'm still under this. Um, When I found out on, actually, no, it was Wednesday night before I went to bed. I'm like, you know what? I know what's going to happen, and I know I'm going to be mad about it, so I'm just going to do it. So I deleted the Twitter app from my phone. I've actually kind of liked it. Okay, Steve Dangle. Look, look. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm for that. So I, yeah, so I deleted it and I was like, you know what, if I need to get on it, I'll get on it on my computer or something, but I don't, I just felt like I needed a cleanse from it. And honestly, I still haven't put it back on my phone. Um, it's actually been kind of nice. I know that makes me sound like, I don't know, pretentious, but no, I'm not trying, no, like, it's, it's, not, it's, I wish I, think, I could do that. I'm addicted. I think, I think sometimes Twitter for me is too much. Like sometimes Tumblr bothers me too, but I don't go on Tumblr as often. I'm mostly on Instagram. Instagram's like my fave because like, yeah, there's some negativity there, but for the most part I can avoid it. Yeah. As long as I don't really go into my explore page, which I don't usually do anyways, I usually avoid that. Yeah. So um, Instagram's really my, you know, that's my cup of tea. That's what I get um, the most time on when I do my, like been- my weekly report. It's like Instagram, 15 hours. And I'm like, oh, I should take that down. The nice thing about it too, though, is like having deleted Twitter and I might, I honestly, as much as I love Tumblr, I might delete Tumblr from my phone. We'll see. It's been like, I mean, I've been able to do things. I sat outside on my patio today. I'm free. I sat out on my patio today and read a book. Wow. I I know. Wow. I it's the little things, it's, folks. It's insane. You know what, though? I, 
It is funny though because I look at how much time I do spend on my phone. I track like my weekly whatever, like your t- my like your report. Yeah, yeah my, yeah, my weekly report. And it's been going down the past couple weeks and now I'm sure this week it'll be really down, but I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of nice to just like go off the grid. And it's funny because I've always made fun of people who don't have social media at all. And um, now I'm kind of getting it. I'm yeah. kind of getting it because I really like I feel like I check it so much and there's just not really a need to check it that much. Like yeah. I don't I mean, I guess it's it's nice for like hockey updates because those updates are real time. But I feel like the negativity just like straight up isn't worth it. No. So we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm off it for now. I still have an, like, I, I didn't delete my account or anything. And obviously I'll, I'll, yeah. And obviously I'll still post to the, to the podcast Twitter. Right. Um, but it's just been really nice. So mm-hmm. we're going on a week. I'm going to see if I can Ooh. make it. And if I can make it a week and not feel like I'm missing out on anything, I know my sister's mad at me because I know she sent me a gazillion things on Twitter that I have not looked at. I'm sure like, you sorry. <laughs> um, but it's just been, it's honest to God, been really nice. And well, it's props to you though. Cause like, it's hard yeah, to do that. I like, mean, but that's, so that's what happened last night is you texted me or like, are you seeing this? I'm like, Oh no, they traded away somebody. And honestly, my first thought was Brandon Saad because he's the one that everybody's talking about them trading away, which if they do that to him again, I Mm-mm. am going to have to march up to Chicago. I'm sorry, Stan. We can't go through this. Again. Stan, we're not doing it. I'm not doing it again because <laughs> Because that's not fair. No. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. You've already traded away, like, every single player, aside from, like, the five guys of the core that are left. Yeah. And honestly, you talked about it last year. <laughs> so I just – I would just really re- – like, Dominic Cahoon, I, I, like, I like him. I was initially upset with it last night, but I think, I think I'm finally coming around to it, I guess. But right. I just – and I knew it was going to happen. I knew somebody was going to get traded. Yeah. There were a couple names that I probably would have, like, pushed out the door. But i um, not going to name names or anything. I'm not going to call anybody. Dang. Okay, there. sister. <laughs> but uh, Cahoon wasn't really one of the ones I was going to, like, throw to the wolves. Right. Um, and I thought he had a really good season. And, obviously, the Penguins did, too. Right. Um, but... And I, yeah, obviously, like, Olimata is not Olimata, Olimata, however you pronounce his name. Olimata. Gonna have to learn that one. And it's funny because I was actually, I impressed my coworkers on Friday. They were talk, they were talking about hockey and other sports and stuff. And um, one of my coworkers is a huge Blackhawks fan as well. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about, like, she was like, I overheard her saying, like, oh, I don't think I'd be able to name the whole Blackhawks ro- roster. And then <laughs> she pulled me into the conversation. She's like, but I met Megan could. And I was like, and you're oh, like, hello, it's me. He challenged me. <laughs> so I got, I think I got 18 or 19 out of the 23. Um, nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. So I was, I think I missed like Camp, Dahlstrom. Um, dang it. Now I don't even remember who I missed, but I only missed like a couple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really funny. And now I, it's funny because I was telling them like, it wasn't, it, there aren't any names that are particularly hard to pronounce because right. the whole thing was to pronounce the, to say the roster without messing up anybody's names yeah and there really aren't a whole lot of names that are hard i mean taves is hard if you don't know right how to pronounce it but once you do it's not like it's it's not like it's a name that trips you up like some of the finnish names right or some of the um 
Russian names, yeah. but yeah. So now I'm like, of course, now we get a guy that I can't pronounce his name. It's like Stan heard my conversation. You're like, oh yeah, no, it's Oli. So he's been, he's been known to be on and off, uh, the injured reserve. He's had a couple, a couple different issues, um, going back a couple of years, but for the most part, like he, he's a young defenseman who, you know, has a lot of potential. And I mean, he, he came in fifth in Calder voting, uh, in the 13, 14 season in his rookie year. Uh, he is a two-time Stanley cup champion. He played big roles as a defenseman on those teams, um, for the Penguins. So it's, it's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, he didn't play like last year. He only played 60 games. He didn't play the full 82 just because of some, some injuries. Um, but when he's healthy, he's a great, a great player, I think. And I think if you put him with Yoki Haru, it could be a really good, a really I was good pairing. Say, I really, I really liked when you texted me that yesterday. That's when I started coming around to, I'm like, all right, I, that's, you know, I'll give it a shot. I'll be nice about it. I'll be nice about it. He's a young guy. He's a young guy, and so is Yoki Haru, but, like, he is a two-time Stanley Cup champion, and he's played since 2014. He's played, obviously, longer than Yoki Haru. I think he could be, and they're both Finnish, which really helps. So I feel like he could be a really, like, a really good kind of mentoring player for him, both on and off the ice. And, like, it would be nice to have, for Yoki Haru, it would be nice to have another, like, defenseman that's Finnish, that's like him, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, someone he can talk in his native language with, like, do, like, Finnish things with, like... It, it kind of, I don't You're know, like, things. like, I don't know exactly, like, don't they do, like, with, like, Sweden, they do that, like, tea or that coffee time every day, I forget what it's called, but oh, yeah. it's, like, um, there's, like, oh certain God, traditions, a... but, like, yeah. I think it would make it a little more comfortable for him if Yogi yeah, was no, to I make to- like, the I totally camp, team out of camp, too, yeah. plus just being a good player, like, if he can stay healthy and, and do the right things and, like, and, like, that, I, I don't mind it, and, uh, like, I said this to you yesterday, too, I think it's a good, it's a good, not a placeholder, but it's a good acquisition until our young defensive prospects are ready to go and ready to be yeah. in the lineup because this this is a huge bolster to our defense, I think. Um, yeah, no, getting I, mean, a player I, like I can this, agree you know? with that. I can, and it's funny because I actually, for some reason, I had it in my mind that he was a forward. So I'm like, why are we getting more forwards? And then I was like, oh, wait. Oh, no, he's a defenseman. A yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. For some reason, I don't know why I thought that he was a forward. But once I realized he was a defenseman, I was a little bit more on board. It's kind of weird, though, because I'm in this spot of, like, I really like Dominic Cahoon. I really don't yes. want to unfollow him on Instagram. But I also hate the Penguins, so I don't know what to do. So we'll see. I'm going to let it go through the season a little bit and decide. Let it ride. Let it ride, baby. So He's so cute. And he's like, like Dominic. genuinely really talented. Yeah. And I, I still follow a lot of guys who've been traded away from the Blackhawks, obviously, oh, and yeah. from other teams that I like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a little upset about it, but I think I got over the initial, like, pissed off about it. It's I got okay. over that pretty quickly. I think, honestly, I think my emotions are still high thinking that it was Brandon Saad. And then I just, like. You're like, oh, it's not Brandon Saad. I, like, not deflected, but I, like put it on to Dominic Cahoon. Right. Projected, projected, projected. There we go. That's the good, that's a good I word. I projected my emotions onto him thinking that it was Brandon Saad, but it yes. wasn't. Yes. So that's, I think where I'm coming from, but I'm excited to see what Mata can do because he's obviously good. Yeah. So that was kind of all the Blackhawks news that we have. So let's, <laughs> uh, let's jump into some NHL news because there is, um, there's some buzzy buzz going around. We got we got some buzzy stuff buzz. going on. Um, let's start off before we get into any trades and buyouts and all that stuff. Um, 
we know we've been knowing this. I don't like the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. The Vancouver Canucks in junction with Adidas hockey have come out with their 50th, uh, 50th anniversary, the 50th season anniversary Jersey. And they're bringing back the black slate jerseys. We will link them. These jerseys, I, I would buy one. To be like, they are so good. They're the black with the red and the yellow, and like, oh, they just look so good. Like, I don't like the one. I like the one they have now. That's like Vancouver with the little Canuck. I like that they took away the Vancouver though. I think yeah. it updates it a little bit. I don't like the I don't like the, don't the like rectangle the one with like just the, the hockey ring. stick. Yeah, I don't like that one. I like. I don't mind that the one. Canucks that's the one. jersey. I, I have a Brock Besser jersey with that logo on it because I think yeah. that was their alternate in. What year did he come into the league? 2017? 16 or yeah, 17. 2017, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I have that one, and I, I like it. It's it's kind of weird to wear because it kind of does the same thing the Blackhawks logo does. People will know this if you wear jerseys. Sometimes it buckles, and it kind of creates, like, a weird bump that's yeah. not actually there. Yep. It's just, like, there in the fabric. So it kind of – if you're sitting down, it kind of lays weird. That's yeah. um, what I kind of like about the – um, the Hurricanes alternate jersey that I have like doesn't do that because it's such a thin. I mean, oh, it's a long it the flag logo, but thing? Yeah, the, yeah, but it's it's thin. Yeah, so it doesn't like it kind of just goes with your body right. a little bit more and doesn't really buckle out like some of the bigger logos do. Like I have a I have a Hurricanes like one with the logo on it. Granted, right. it's like a men's medium or something. I got it from a friend, but um, that one kind of buckles. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there's there's got to be a better way for the NHL to make their jerseys not do that. It yeah. drives me insane. Yeah. Side note, but it drives me insane. But the yeah. Vancouver ones look so good, and I feel like I'm here for them. I don't. It was probably just the editing, but oh my god, the blues and the greens look so much better. Yeah. I think it was just the editing on the photo, but they looked like brighter and like less dark. They yeah. looked a little bit. They looked a little bit more retro. I think. Yeah. But yeah. I really like that they like. I don't hate the Vancouver above the Orca, but I think I think the Orca on its own looks good because there's a lot happening with it. Right, you know? right. Like, it'd be different if they just had Vancouver going across like the Rangers do. But Yeah, that's true. It would be a really cool jersey. I'm looking um, at them right now again. I like, yeah. Like, that kind of looks like good it. that it's just the Canuck. It, it makes it like... It it's makes it, too. like, it makes it, like, a little more simple, I feel like. Like, I like the way yeah. that Vancouver's written. Like, that's the thing I like. But I also, I mean, I like the, those black ones are just so good. Yeah, Ugh. those jerseys just look so good. And, just I don't know, I'm, I'm just so here for some of the jerseys that the NHL has been putting out the past couple years. Like, that Arizona Coyotes Kachina jersey. Oh, so good. Ooh. I want one. I don't even like the Coyotes. Yeah. Like, honestly, they're one of those teams one. that I kind of forget about sometimes. <laughs> but, oh, my God, those jerseys are so good. And I love, obviously, I love the Hurricanes um, alternate jersey. And they're a bunch that are just so good. I wish um, I wish the Rangers would bring back the, like, darker navy and, like, kind of sepia and maroon. Yeah. Where it says New York instead of um, the Rangers. Yeah. Really love those jerseys. I think. I think those are their alternates, like, in 2015-16. Yeah. I think. And they're kind of similar to the ones they wore in the Winter Classic that year, too. So, I don't know. I just feel like the NHL has been killing it with 
They've been killing it with the. Uh, well, once they jersey. switched to Adidas, I think the change to Adidas know, really because so it's it's a more of a modern like not that Reebok wasn't modern, but I feel like Adidas is very on on trend with a lot of things in a lot of their yeah. products, not just hockey, but like it just is. in general. So I feel like it's more geared toward like a younger fan perspective. Oh, yeah. I feel like which yeah. I really like, and I like and the it, new it's ideas funny and I, stuff. I initially hated that they got away with the like V neck. Oh, the little, um, like, thing, yeah. Collar? Yeah, yeah. And well, made the Blackhawks look like pilgrims. Yeah, I think all, <laughs> or priests. Yeah. Um, I, think the, I think the only jerseys I have are the ones with the, you know, the V-neck collar. I don't think I've got any of the new ones. Yeah. The new ones are also expensive, because even the Hurricanes alternate one, even though it is an Adidas one, it does still have the V-neck on it, and it yeah. still has the NHL, like, right there. There wasn't, re- I mean, I don't think. I don't think that jersey in particular would have looked as good with the rounded collar, but mm-hmm. I was very, I think you probably remember, I was very upset when they yeah, changed oh. to the the rounded collars. I just feel like <laughs> some jerseys it doesn't suit as well as it does other jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Just it depends that, on the team, but, but yeah. But yeah, so that's awesome. Um, very excited. Okay, a couple trades, a couple buyouts. The first one is like meh, but I put it on there because it happened. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning traded goalie Connor Ingram to the Nashville Predators for a 2021 seventh round pick. Um, I didn't even put like numbers or anything on there because I was like, oh, he did never played. Um, so that thing happened. So that's that. Um, this is the bigger one. Oh, that's that. Every time I say that, I have to say it like Steve <laughs> Dangle. Um, the Washington Capitals traded Matt Niskanen to the Philadelphia Flyers for Radko Gudis. Um, 30% of the salary, 30% of Gudis' salary will be retained by Philadelphia, um, which is just over a a million dollars, which means that Washington cleared $3.4 million off their cap with this trade and only retaining 70% of Gudis' salary. Um, just numbers wise, Matt Niskanen last, last season, he played 80 games, uh, had eight goals, 17 assists and 25 points. Uh, he was a minus three. Um, but he has been in the league. He has been in the league since 2007. Um, he's played. He played five years in Washington, four in Dallas, and then four in Pittsburgh uh, for 12 a 12 year career. He has 881 games, uh, 64 goals, 259 assists, and for 323 points. And he's a plus 97 in his career. Uh, he is a right D. So. Um, I feel like that's that's those are that's a very hard commodity to find. Uh, but then going the other way, Radko Gudis, he's been in the league since 2012, um, seven years. He played four in Philly and three in Tampa Bay. Uh, and last season, he played 77 games, had four goals, 16 assists, and 20 points for six. Uh, he was a plus six. And then over his career, uh, he's had 416 games, 24 goals, 81 assists for 105 points, and he's a plus 11. Um, he is also a right D. Um, so Radko Gudis, I know, played in, um, what you call it, he played at Men's Worlds for the Czech Republic, uh, but he's kind of been on the trading block as of, like, last season. Um, yeah. They were talking about him going to the Leafs for a while. Like, he, I was, he was on the block, so. I was less surprised by him getting traded and more, and more surprised about Matt Niskanen, but, yeah. Um, but they're both just definitely not good an anymore. interesting trade. Like they're both just not what they used to be, which is what I've well, been hearing that's around. Like, like that's why I was kind of like that's kind of a weird trade. That's why I was also like they're a the same. Shocked. Like what? Like, yeah, I, don't I mean, understand. yeah, it was basically like I think know. it's clearing cap though for Washington. That's why they did it is they needed to clear yeah, space. It, it, it's kind of why did you just? Sorry, my dog just groaned at me. Um, <laughs> that She's not happy off. with you. What? <laughs> 
what do you want? Um, but yeah, I, uh, oh my God, I lost my train of thought. Keep going. Um, but I was, I mean, they're basically like the same kind of player. Like, yeah, they are. Like it's, I, I don't understand why. I mean, literally only the only reason is to, is to clear some salary. So Matt Niskanen makes his cap hit right now is five, 5.75 million. And then That's Radko, yeah. Radko Gudis, uh, Radko Gudis's cap hit is 3.35. And so they're retaining, um, Philadelphia's retaining about a million of that. So it'd be 2.35. So, I mean, I, I mean, and like I said, Washington, Washington cleared 3.4 million on their cap. So I feel like that's like the only reason why they did it. It's they're very similar players. They're both not what they used to be. They're both not like a top four guy, but like, I right. mean, Red, I mean, they might be like given their situations, but, um, I, I, I just don't see like it, it just kind of happened and everyone was like, okay, that happened. Like kind of thing yeah. like, Oh, it just, it, it just was- happened. It was just kind of weird, and I oh I know where I was gonna go before my dog interrupted me. Um, <laughs> yeah, Annabelle. It was kind of like the <laughs> dang it, Annabelle. Um, <laughs> it's it kind of like the um, the Wayne Simmons one kind of threw me for a loop too. Yeah. I know people were talking about him getting traded and everything, but it was one of those things where like he's kind of already peaked and he's kind of on the yeah. down end of it which is fine it, that's like a natural thing right um i still like him as a player but that's how that works I, <laughs> but it's i don't know it's just kind of one of those things where i saw it and i was like that's just that's weird you know like yeah it's just kind of strange but i guess i mean seen it with like the nick schmaltz and dylan strom trade sometimes just a chain of change of scenery really does help so yeah maybe they're hoping that both of those players can um, kind of bounce back on different in a different city, but it's always weird when I, I like I always think it's kind of weird when teams trade within their conference. Yes, but strange, never, right? Yeah, yeah so let's help the comp- let's help the competition. And within, yeah. aren't they in the same division? They're both in the metro. I was gonna say division, but I wasn't exactly sure. But I'm actually pretty sure that they're both in the metro. About it, Philly's in the metro. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then two other things: the Flyers have been busy. Um, Chuck Fletcher has been busy. Um, they have be- they have bought out Andrew McDonald. Um, he had a five million AAV, uh, which comes out to thirty million in total through twenty nineteen twenty. Um, so they bought him out yesterday, or it it, it went through today. Um, but he hasn't played. I, I mean, he's been in the league since two thousand nine, but he hasn't played. I mean, he played forty seven games. Played 47 games last year. He had zero goals and nine assists. I was gonna say he was mostly he was mostly a healthy scratch yes. for, the, for the Flyers. Which yes. I'm not trying to be mean. Anybody who listens that likes the Flyers, if you're out there, like, I'm not trying to be mean, but like that's like if you're scratched that much on a team like Philly. Yikes. Yeah, and and look, I'm I'm really not trying to be mean. I genuinely like the Flyers some days, but you know, just. It's tough. It's not, tough. Not, it's not good. Right. So he was bought out as well as Dion Phaneuf has been bought out by the that Los Angeles also, Kings, which that just really whoa. surprised me. But I guess like nobody wanted him. That sounds so bad. I hate saying that. But like, I mean, how I don't even know how old he is. All I keep seeing though is people are like, he's thirty four. He's thirty four. I don't think the Leafs want him back. He's 34. He's, he's 34. His top hit is so high for Seven me. mil. Seven million AAV. $49 million total through 2020-2021. Like, and he had six points. He had one goal and five assists in 67 games for the Kings. For the Kings. If you're getting six points in 67 
games on a team like the Kings, if you're getting healthy scratched on a team Again, like the it's Kings. The same thing. Yeah, like ooh, Yikes. not good, not good. Not good. And he's and not I, look, the player. He's hate, not the player he used to be, for I sure. I hate being mean about this because I know some teams are just stuck. Like Yeah. Some teams just haven't been good in a while. I mean, obviously the Kings have been good relatively recently. They won their their last cup what 5 years ago, so 14, it's not like they've been yeah. like so it's not like they've been like super duper out of it, yeah. but at the same time, it's not like they've been really good the past like two or three mm. years. Um, Last two years were bad. Yeah, and I for them. I mean, it it sucks because it sucks for somebody like me who, as much as I, I genuinely do like most of the NHL. I think I've said this before, and it's in my Twitter bio and everything. But I think it's in my Instagram bio as well. But I, I do like most of the NHL, but. There are like a select teams, a select number of teams that I don't like mm-hmm. very much. But at the same time, I don't want to turn into like the NBA or the NFL where the same teams win it every year. It's kind of yeah. nice to mix it up. Like that's the only positive I can. Oh, I thought there's no parity. Right? Yeah, there's, yeah, you know, like anybody can win, even a team that was at the bottom of the league. Looking at you, St. Louis. Look, I am trying to be nice about this, but like I feel like. I don't know. It just, I mean, it like, it sucks for, like, the Phillies and the Kings and the, the Phillies. That's not what I meant to say. The Flyers. Yes. I was like, I'm Kings. just waiting for you to correct that I one. What I was trying to do is, like, I was trying to say, like, the Phillies, the LAs, the Ottawas. Like, oh, I was gotcha. To go that like, the route, city route. Gotcha. Route, gotcha. And I didn't go that route, so it got confusing, and I crossed leagues. Apparently, the Phillies play in the NHL now. Yes. Um, Bryce Harper <laughs> is a power forward. <laughs> <laughs> you, get the, you get the gist of what I'm saying, is that, like, I mean... It's it's rel- that's I mean that's honestly why I didn't really want the Bruins and the Sharks because it would have been kind of predictable. Um, yeah. But you know, I think eventually maybe some of these teams will start figuring stuff out. Maybe not. Maybe the Kings won't see another cup. Who knows? Who maybe knows? the Flyers won't. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, so those two things have happened. So um, if you're a team that really wants a player like Dion Phaneuf, he's a free agent now. So He is. <laughs> he's available. He's your guy. He's your guy. Um, he's very expensive, but he's your guy. So before we go into the Stanley Cup and, and wrap that conversation up, as we've been talking about it the last couple of weeks, let's just do one uh, big free agent signing. Um, Countdown to July 1st is on, 15 days. Um, as you can see, all the trades are already happening leading up to it. Um, but Jordan Eberle, this was not... This was on Friday. Jordan Eberle signs a five-year, $5.5 million AAV contract extension with the New York Islanders. It comes out to be a $27.5 million total value um, by the end of it. Um, he has a full no-trade clause for years one and two, and then a modified no-trade clause for years three and five, which is um, comes out to be a 16-team no-trade. So that's over, I mean, that's about half the league. So um, I really thought that, I, I genuinely thought that, Jordan Eberle was going to resign and stay in uh, New York. I mean, he, after the playoffs that he had, I, I mean, was going to say, tough... like, you can't argue with that. And I, coming from somebody who follows the Hurricanes and likes the Hurricanes, I thought, like, I genuinely thought in the first round, he was the one to be, like, you need to be cautious with watching this him. guy. He, yeah, because yeah, he's going to take every inch you give him and go for a mile. Like, I know that's not the exact phrasing of that idiom but you know what i mean um give, give him an, an inch, inch take, take he'll a take a mile yeah that's what it is yeah but anyways like he's one of those players that'll just run you into the ground if you're not careful and he's a grinder um, 
yeah, I genuinely thought he was going to do that. And I don't, I, I honestly still don't really know what happened in that series, but, um, yeah, no, I thought he was fantastic against, uh, against the Penguins. And, um, I was kind of thinking that he was going to sign with the Islanders as well, just because. Well, because of that, well, like, oh, so last year he almost played, he almost played a full season. He had 82, or seven, sorry, 78 games played. He had 19 goals, 18 assists for 37 points. So it was a, it was an average season. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he played really well in the playoffs, which we saw. I was going to say, like, uh, and honestly, like, I feel like. He had I eight like games, people, four goals, five assists, nine points. Yeah. I feel like sometimes people underestimate how important playoffs are for players who are free agents or maybe like maybe on the trading block. Can save their um, career, essentially. Yeah, it really can. <laughs> and and obviously, like sometimes you see it where guys get bolstered in a way they shouldn't have been. Um, but I think Jordan Everly is one of those players who's going to just I mean, he's going to continue to get better. And um, I don't think he's reached his peak performance yet. Oh, no, no. He's still young. He's He's 29. I mean, he's 29. He was a first-round pick. He went 22nd overall in the 2008 draft. Um, I mean, every time I think of Jordan Eberle, because I'm a big Jordan Eberle guy, um, you know, he's a a great winger. He's a right winger. And you know who can use a right winger right now? (laughs) Edmonton, um, who traded him. Uh, Interesting. (laughs) Interesting how how that that all works out. Oh, funny. Um, But, yeah, so... He, very well deserved after um, the season. I mean, he had a, he had an he had an okay season um, by his standards. It clearly, wasn't his like it, it wasn't his highest. I mean, his highest was 2011-12 when he had 34 goals, and then he had 42 assi- 42 assists for 76 points. Um, so, not his best. I, I think it might have been his. Uh, let's see, this year was his third lowest for goals. Um, his. Let's see, his lowest for assists and then his second lowest for points. So it wasn't his worst, but like it also wasn't his best, Um, you know, but good for him. Uh, He avoids he avoids having to go to the avoids having to go to July 1st um, and become a free agent and deal with all that stuff. Um, So. That oh, being wait, said, wait, oh. one, one last thing in free agency. Yes. I meant to put it in the doc. I forgot. Yes. That picture that you sent me from Panarin on Instagram was so <laughs> funny. Because was NHL, dot, like, dot, dot. It's like small, 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 small. You dog. Free agency uh, news. But Artemi Panarin posted a picture of him on like on like a landline type of phone. Um, just like sitting in a big chair and then the caption was just hashtag NHL dot 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 it was really funny I'll like Tammy Tammy just and there's like a couple comments that there's a couple comments in uh like a couple of them in the comment section that he like talks about someone was like um someone comments is like didn't you congratulate Tarasenko with the Stanley Cup didn't even like even a like didn't put anywhere and he goes I wrote to him so much so that's also adorable <laughs> their friendship makes me so happy hey Honest Panarin God. was almost a blue so it could have been worse um, you know what it really could have because I would have absolutely you know what? I'm not gonna say it because I'm gonna jinx myself by saying that I'm just gonna stop myself right there I'm just gonna stop myself right there I'm just gonna not say anything about what I was gonna say because I feel like that was going to backfire on me if I said it so we're just not gonna go there we're just not gonna talk about Panarin no, that was it. That was it. Okay, so let's talk. Let's wrap up our Stanley Cup talk that we've been talking. We've been talking about this at nauseum for the last. I was gonna say forever. It, <laughs> last two I months. Can't even tell you when the regular season ended because it feels like that long ago. Right. I mean, it was like 
it was technically like two months ago, but it feels so much longer than that. Yes. So, um, the Blackhawks, where are they? Who who are the Blackhawks? I think our last game was like April sixth, right? Jesus. Like that. It no, was that long no, ago, sorry, right? That, yeah. It's it just feels so long ago. Like I, and it's funny because as soon as as soon as I found out who won, I was like. Dang it, I miss hockey. Yeah, no, seriously. Like as soon as it as soon as it ended. Um, so I'm looking right now at my um, my Google sheet. I did an NHL playoff tracker. So I basically did from game 60 through 82 at the end of the year and like when teams clinched and like the whole shebang. Um, and then I also had a separate a separate doc that kept everything. Um, I actually didn't update it. Um, that kept everything. From the playoffs in there, so I, I did each team, who they played against, um, what the what the outcome of the series was, um, what the outcome of the series was um, for each team, and all that fun stuff. Um, so I'm looking at it right now. So this this season we had one, two, three, four. We have four uh, clean sweeps. We had the the Columbus sweep over Tampa Bay in the first round. We had the New York Islanders sweep over the Pittsburgh Penguins also in the first round. Then we had the Hurricane sweep of the Islanders in the Eastern Conference uh, the second round. And then we had the Boston sweep of the Carolina Hurricanes in the Eastern Conference final. Sweep such <laughs> sweep. Sweepception. Sweepception. Um, yes. So the playoffs started on the 10th of April and ended on the 12th of June. Um, so that was that was exciting. But um, we had one, two, three, four, five, six series from the start of the playoffs until the end of it go to game seven. The San Jose Sharks, Vegas Golden Knights in round one and the Carolina Hurricanes, Washington Capitals, Toronto Maple Leafs and Boston Bruins also in round one. Uh, in round two, the San Jose Sharks and the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues and the Dallas Stars. And then in the Stanley Cup final, the Boston Bruins and the St. Louis Blues. Um, so it was pretty, it was pretty exciting uh, to keep track of it. I'll actually, I'll take a screenshot of it and I'll like, I'll, I'll put a picture up of it because it was it was really fun to keep track of it was the first time I ever did this and also I don't know if any of you are on tumblr um if you follow I'm going to bump her right now or him I think it's a him um he posts designs he has his own website um it, it it's mhendersondesign.com but every year oh, he yeah, makes the like Cup. the Stanley yes. Cup tracker and so online he he fills it in with the little colors as it goes but um my friend Daniela she has photoshop so she actually um got a copy got copies of it blew them up printed them out and she actually changed um where the teams were in uh in like sense of where they started off in round one and then it went from there so that was really fun to do um because I did the first round in yellow second round in orange third round in green and last round in blue um so you can see like each round like that it gets getting smaller and smaller and some of the teams not having any of them filled in um, that got swept in the first round, which is uh, Tampa and, and Pittsburgh. So um, it was really cool to, it was really cool to follow along that way too. And this was my first playoffs where I was very like, I've been invested in the playoffs in the past, but this is the first one where I think I watched almost every game, um, which is pretty, fu- which was pretty fun. So um, I don't know, but as we said before, the St. Louis blues won the series game seven, um, a final score of four to one. Um, it came out with some of the storylines I wanted to talk about. It came out the list of, um, injuries that oh my God, the, the Boston Bruins had. It was um, the whole team. It was literally. Honestly, the whole team. So I, uh, okay. So here's the full Bruins list. This is from Marissa in Jemmy. She's a Bruins and women's hockey reporter for the Boston Herald. Uh, this is the full Bruins list from their, their, uh, locker clean out day. Wagner arm injury. 
uh, Grizzlick concussion, Marshawn abdomen, groin, and hand sprain, DeBrusque a concussion that goes back to round one, uh, Chara multiple f- jaw fractures. He they said he split his right side of his jaw completely in half, and he had a couple fractures in the left side of his jaw. Uh, Bergeron groin injury. Pasternak reaggravated that thumb injury he had earlier in the year. Um, Achari had a broken sternum. I'm not sure if any of you know what a sternum is, but your sternum is your chest bone that holds, basically holds your organs inside of your body. Um, more. So his had, organs were just flying around. Just like, and it holds your ribs. Like it's everything. Yeah, no, it, it holds literally everything. And I, I saw that one and that was the one that shocked me the most. Like, that uh, was like when um, Bergeron played through a punctured lung yeah. in was that the 2013? Yes, it was against the Hawks. Yeah, yeah I yeah, remember that. That's what I thought. Um, Moore had a shoulder and a humerus. He he fractured his humerus, which is basically the bone from your shoulder to your elbow. And he did that versus Tampa Bay at the end of the regular season. He played the entire playoffs with a broken half of his arm. Um, and then Miller broke both of his kneecaps. Uh, so <laughs> super cash both of his kneecaps that I know just, one of I don't remember uh, who it was but when I saw the list I know one of them I want to say oh crap I don't remember who it was but somebody's injury happened against the Hurricanes yeah I can't remember whose it was but I'm like this is it goes back to my power play last week I just feel like like I get it I genuinely understand that you want to play for your team you want to put the effort in I Really respect that, but at the same time, my dudes. Yep. You're asking. You you were just asking to get more hurt. Like none of those injuries, aside from maybe some of the like groin injuries and stuff, like pulling a muscle isn't like the biggest deal. At least in my mind, not as much as like breaking something when mm-hmm. you're playing a sport. Yeah. I could be wrong. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I just feel like maybe a muscle has a smaller recovery time. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. You probably know better than I do, but I just feel like even like some of those like groin injuries and stuff, like most of the time when they talk about those, they don't, they're not, they don't make them sound very serious. Right. Again, we don't really know. Cause we're not the players. We're not the medical Staff. trainers, yeah. but eh, those are like fine, whatever play through those. But when you break your sternum, I just feel like you should be in a hospital bed and not, on ice yeah just yeah. like just a thought just a thought just, just a thought, thought. Like, just not, a thought it's I'm not, not that's not hockey you. culture though right like like no. hockey culture is like you play through it and like you you be a man you, you be a man and yeah and, I just, and all that oh boy, yeah. i saw that and that was the one that i was like oh my god that like, one i was like yikes like that's, that's one of the tough. ones where you genuinely are injuring yourself more by playing like chara yeah. not so much like if he'd gotten hit again yeah but like you he's so tall like nothing's gonna touch his jaw did you see oh did you hear what steve dangle said it was like someone no, jesse said that on the podcast he was like yeah like you're sedano chara like nothing's gonna hit like nothing's gonna be able to hit your jaw like that like nobody's gonna come up and steve was like unless you're the st louis blues because they have a history of jumping into their hits and so he was like uh, jesse's like I have, steven I have a lot of things to say about their hits because they literally murdered their way to that final and i hope they're happy with that because hey bro would, boston did the same though i mean like i and they came out mostly unscathed to my knowledge yeah which i look 
I knew this going into the final. I absolutely knew that they were dirty. They, and I'm not saying all their hits are dirty. Not, yeah. not all of them. But I just feel like, even in the regular season, they just get away with things. And it drives me absolutely insane. So do the Bruins. And so do some other teams. But the ones the Blues get away with are just astounding to me. Yeah. Like, absolutely astounding. I'm like, how don't... The tripping one still makes me the most mad, I think. There's some in the Sharks yeah. and, the, and the Stars series that made me mad. But the tripping one, it was Bozak on Asiari, I think. That one. Achari? Achari. Whatever, I can't pronounce What did you just so call I, him? You know Asiari? I just said his name. I know you did, and I was trying to remember how you said it, and I was like, well, I'm just going to say it, and oh she's going to laugh at God, me. Oh, my God, that's almost as bad as Perrieko. Yeah, look, I'm. this is why I'm happy that oh, the Blackhawks players have guys that have easy names. Oh, Megan. Easy. Oh, sweetheart. Toes is the hardest one. Toes. Cool, cool. Anyways, back on my rant, I was mad <laughs> because... That hit, that that was just blatant tripping, and the refs were like, "That's a judgment call. We can't review that." Like, shut up! I like, hate are you. you shut up. <laughs> I hate you so much. Shut up. And the thing wow. that makes me the thing that makes me mad about this whole playoffs is that I feel like it got to the point early in the playoffs too, where nobody was talking about the games. People were talking about the bad refing, and yes. that makes me mad. Yeah, that it wasn't about the hockey. So upset because I feel like there genuinely were some really good hockey games um, and some good series, but I feel like all of them were overshadowed by terrible refing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the NHL needs to do about it because I don't necessarily want like video review of everything because then yeah. games are going to last as long as like NFL games do. And the reason I like hockey is because it's not eight hours long. Yeah. Um, football games aren't that long but they're like five hours and I can't handle that yeah um and like I just like let the guys play but call the right calls like that was blatant tripping I don't yeah. understand how you call that not trip like I just that one just still makes me mad that one's gonna make me mad for a really long time again yeah. I don't think it would have changed the outcome of the game but it doesn't matter right <laughs> like I can't even sit here and say that I don't know because or that I don't think it would because who knows but like it just it's just stuff that makes me like just want to I want to crush something I could just have an urge to like crush dang she's wow the okay. refs make me so mad like during you're the regular feeling it season, dude you're feeling it sister I, I really am like during the regular season whatever who cares the refing's gonna be bad it's fine right whatever it happened like it happens. It makes storylines sometimes fine. Right. The fact that literally every big storyline, especially in the later games, I mean, like I said, it started early in the playoffs, but especially in the later series, like yeah. the Blues and the Sharks and then the uh, the Blues and the Bruins, I just feel like those were like the only storylines that were coming out of these games. And that's yeah. just not... Not about it, Chief. That's, that's just not how this should go. It's not it's it, Chief. Really it's not that ain't it, Chief. That, that ain't, ain't it. it, Chief. I just I don't know what Batman needs to do about the refing, but he's got to do something because yeah, that was something's got to happen here. And yeah, it was bad. It was bad. That's all I'm gonna say about it. It was bad. 
Um, well, moving on to happier times, um, yeah. let's talk about Layla Anderson because she is the MVP of this entire Stanley Cup run. Honestly, that I they wish I would have given her the con Smythe because I really <laughs> think she probably deserves it the most. So uh, we have been following the Layla Anderson story. If you don't know Layla Anderson, uh, basically she is an 11-year-old girl from St. Louis. She has a rare disease. I think it's called HLH, uh, but she's recently been, and 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 I think cancer or something else as well. But she has been, uh, throughout the playoffs, she's been at every home game um, that the Blues have had. They've invited her out and treated her really well. Um, and they actually flew her to Game 7. Her doctor approved um the whole trip. Uh, so she actually got to go down on the ice in Boston when they won the Stanley Cup. Um, all of the videos, I cried, I think, for a good 20 minutes, especially the one where she got to see Colton Pareko, who is her favorite player. That was the first player that visited her in the hospital way back like a year or so ago. Um, her jersey has 55, or her, her jean jacket has 55 on the back, and she often says that he's he's her best friend, um, and he often talks about her in that way, too. So it's And, and all of the guys are really great, like Pat Maroon was really great with her. I saw her with Bertuzzo, um, a bunch of the guys, but, um, she, she saw him on the ice and he like literally almost crushed her, giving her the biggest hug and, and brought her over it to the Stanley really, Cup. It was actually and, really cute. And it brought her to the Stanley Cup and she got to kiss the cop. And, and, and one of my favorite things too, is they're just very like, they're, Whatever she wants, whatever she needs, they're totally for. Like, there, there, a video came out of uh, her talking to um, Pat Maroon, and Pat Maroon came over and he said, like, quote, Look, princess, we did it. Like, he was, he was, and then he, he looked up and he looked at the mom and all the people. He was like, She's on the plane with us, right? Like, she, she's on the plane home with us, right? Like, he, they're very just amazing. And she was at the parade, uh, which was yesterday, Saturday, June 15th. They were at, the, she was at the parade. She got to go on stage and, and talk and lift the cup and to cheers of millions of people, which is probably the coolest thing that she's ever experienced in her life. Um, so that story, like whether, whether you were a Boston fan or whether you're a St. Louis fan or whether you're neither, um, that was probably, I, I feel like everyone was, was somehow kind of, moved and touched by that story. It kind of reminds me of, um, do you remember the little girl who had cancer? I, I, I know Tarasenko was her favorite. Oh I yeah. Think she yeah, passed yeah. away. I can't remember though. Yes. And I, I feel bad that. that I can't remember that, but it happened a couple of years ago and Tarasenko was like the best to her like mm-hmm. i remember she that was at every home she game. wore the rainbow stuff all the time she wore the yeah yes. and she had like super cute little braids all the time yes she was just like the cutest i can't for the life of me think of her name right now though and I. that makes me upset um but like look like i'm i'm all here for like heartwarming stories like that because i genuinely think I don't know. It just helps in, I hate saying this, it sounds cheesy as hell, but like, I don't know, like you see a lot of bad news and it's, oh, yeah. it's really easy to be negative and yes. stuff like that. Just as much as I don't like the blues, I am happy that she got to do all that because that's, I mean, I have like chills just thinking about it. Like she's, it got her through what she's going through. Yeah. Like, like straight just, up. That's so important. And that's ultimately, again, I'm sounding like a freaking Hallmark movie and I hate this, but like, Ultimately, I think that's, you know, at the core of it, like you get into sports initially for the sport, but like once you're in it, like you live for those stories Mm -hmm. because those stories make everything so much better. And they make, they make wins like that, that I wasn't initially happy about. They make that a little bit easier because I'm like, okay, well, somebody is happy about it. Like that's, 
somebody who's yeah. deserving of it mm-hmm. is there and that's like that's enough for me like that's it was really cool to see her with the cup and and all the parade stuff and that's it's cool i'm not yeah. gonna sit here and be mean about that because that's like a once in a lifetime type of thing and she's never gonna forget that and they're oh, never yeah. gonna forget her either so right. um yeah no what a, what a I, that was a good story yeah but yeah, so that's basically it. Congratulations, to St. Louis Blues again. Megan, we'll talk about them in their power play. Um, let's talk no, about. I, you know, I feel bad about what I'm going to say, but I'm going to be nice ish. Okay. We're <laughs> okay. we're going to talk about. Okay, we're actually going to do the power play really soon. But um, just a couple things. Um, the draft is coming up. That's in six days. It's actually coming up on Saturday. So the next time we talk to you, the draft will be over with, um, and we'll have lots to talk about. But um, just as a little pref, a uh, little preview, I just wanted to go through the uh, the picking order because um, we all know the Hawks are at third. But through the fir- just through the first round, so we got New Jersey with the first overall pick, uh, the Rangers with the second overall, and then it's the real draft starts with Chicago at three. Colorado has the fourth overall pick. That's from Ottawa in that Matthew Shane trade. Uh, fifth, LA Kings. Sixth, Detroit Red Wings. Seventh, Buffalo Sabres. Eighth, Edmonton Oilers. Ninth, Anaheim Ducks. Tenth, Vancouver Canucks. Eleventh, Philadelphia Flyers. Twelfth, Minnesota Wild. Thirteenth, Florida Panthers. Fourteenth, Arizona Coyotes. Fifteenth, Montreal Canadiens. Sixteenth, Colorado Avalanche. That's their own pick. Seventeenth, uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Eighteenth, Dallas Stars. 19th, Ottawa, which is from Columbus, also in that trade. Uh, 20th, New York. That's their second pick. That is from Winnipeg in the Kevin Hayes trade. Uh, 21st, Pittsburgh Penguins. 22nd, LA Kings. That is the that is their pick from Toronto for Jake Muzzin. Uh, 23rd overall is New York Islanders. 24th, Nashville Predators. 25th, Washington Capitals. 26th, Calgary Flames. 27th, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. 28th, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, 29th is Anaheim, which is from San Jose and Buffalo. Um, I think that had something to do with, that had to do with the Brandon Montour trade. That also was a result of the Eric Carlson trade. Um, and then 30th Boston Bruins, 31st Buffalo Sabres from St. Louis in the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Um, so that is the picking order, uh, for the first round. The first round is on Friday, June 21st. Um, I'm not sure what time it starts. We'll get that out and ready and all that stuff. I want to say it starts at either 7 or 8 Eastern time. Mm-hmm. I don't think it starts earlier than that. Yeah. So so we'll let you know. We'll let you yeah. know. We'll put I, it, I think we'll put it below. I think it starts at 7 or 8 Eastern, but I, I'll, we'll double check that. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that's the first – that's the picking order. So uh, the Hawks do go third, so we'll see who they take, whether it's Turcotte or uh, Boehm, Byron, Byron Boehm or whatever his name is. Um, even Cole Caulfield, take it, whoever. Um, so, yeah. That'll be fun. Next time we talk to you, we'll have lots of draft stuff to talk to you about. Um, but let's do our power plays. Um, I have never done this before, but I drank so much coffee that um, I need to go use the restroom. So, Megan, can you entertain the fans for, like, literally 30 seconds? Yes, yes. you can. Talk about whatever you want. <laughs> okay, go. Oh, jeez. Um, this is like, it's not my, this is not my power play. I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but it's been a really fun season. I'm legit really, really tired. Um, not just from mostly from hockey. Um, so it's nice to get a little bit of a break and I'm sure some of you feel the same way, especially if you know me and 
have to put up with my hockey talk all season, so it's probably a nice little reprieve for two months before we get started again. But um, wanted to thank everybody for listening to us for a full season. That's crazy that we've been doing it this long. Um, we're on episode 35, which is also insane. Um, we're only a handful of months from crossing over that year mark, which is absolutely crazy to me. Um, so again, just, you know, thank you for listening and tuning in and not making fun of what we're saying. Cause I know sometimes, especially me, sometimes I say stuff and I'm like, mm, interesting. I'm back. Yeah. Sorry. I thank the fans. That's what I was, I was thanking the fans for a full hockey season. Okay, good. I literally, I was like, this is the end of the podcast. We're probably going to be on for max, like five, 10 more minutes, but I drank a, no, a large you know, coffee from Starbucks and I was going to explode if I didn't. Go sometimes to <laughs> you need to just listen to your body. I know hockey players can't do that, but no. like, Sometimes you just gotta listen. I literally was like, dude, calls. I can't. I, I was like, I usually no, you're am pretty good. good. <laughs> I think, I think, I thanked our listeners for um for listening and sticking with us for a year, at least a hockey season year. Yeah. It's also crazy, like legit crazy? crazy that we've been, we've doing, been doing this, this for nine seasons. months. Nine months. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. Um, okay, are you ready for your power play? You're gonna go first. Yeah, I need to go first because I don't want to end on a bad note. Okay, you <laughs> Look, ready? I, these are a lot of – let me just preface this before I start. These are a lot of backhanded compliments. And are you sure, I'm man? not trying to be outwardly mean, but I had to get my emotions out somehow. So if it sounds – A, if it sounds a little scripted, it's because I'm literally reading off my phone because I had to write it out. Otherwise, I wouldn't get everything in that I needed to. Yeah. And number two, I – Look, I tried to be nice about this. Yeah. And I genuinely like, sure, cool, great, they won. But <laughs> the Blackhawks fan in me couldn't just let that happen. Nope. So Nope. Nope, not today, sir. Not not today. So we're we're just gonna All right, are you ready? Okay, go. So first, I want to say congratulations to the Blues, which I haven't done before now, but congratulations for winning the Stanley Cup after over 50 years of coming up short. Brian O'Reilly, congratulations on winning the Conn Smythe Trophy, even though I can't really tell you apart from the rest of the Bachelorette contestant lookalikes on your team. Kudos to, the, uh, to Jordan Bennington, who managed to make amazing saves and help his team win, despite continuing to be the biggest jerk in the NHL since Don Cherry. I guess anything would probably be an upgrade um, in net for the Blues over resident slice, uh, yeah, slice of Swiss cheese, Jake Allen. But this was a really good final. I actually, as much as I said earlier that I didn't like it, it was kind of fun. Um, it went decidedly better than the last time the Blues player sent a Bruins player soaring across the ice. I mean, it was a, it was genuinely like a good Cinderella story, you know, if Cinderella was actually invited to the ball. Regardless, I feel like the Blues should be proud to bring home a cup so the city can finally, you know, take a drink or, you know, use the cup to put milk in and haphazardly throw their cookies into. But like I said, it's pretty awesome that you get to bring um, the cup to St. Louis for celebrations, which they did yesterday. Um, hopefully it's not stolen since, you know, St. Louis is the most dangerous city in the U.S. Speaking of, I'm sure the parade was fun for the win. I definitely hope that the uh, fans enjoyed the wonderfully scenic parade route of the Enterprise Center, Bush Stadium, the Ark, and Highways. And wow, 
What a fun song Gloria is. I'm sure you'll just be jamming to that forever because that's the song you're going to associate with the cup like the Blackhawks do with um, Chelsea Dagger. But the song, you know, was released in 1982 and the 80s were just so good. Peak music time. Um, but maybe they weren't so good for the Blues who actually lost six series to the playoffs in the playoffs to the Blackhawks during that decade. Just, you know, putting that in there. But, 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 but with all of that said, St. Louis, I have one parting note for you. Definitely enjoy the moment because not everybody can be the Blackhawks who have won three cups in six years or, you know, Boston, whose sports teams win a championship every hundred or so days. So congrats. Look, I worked so hard on that. Oh, my God. If you could see my face during this, I, like, just draw (laughs) jaw on the floor. I just – I didn't even time you. I just let you go because I was like, I know I'm not going to be cutting this off. So, like, I'm just going to let her go. Kind of short. Look, there were a lot of things that didn't make the cut. Um, I definitely almost – I felt like it was going to be a little too harsh for me to put – a comparison of them murdering their way to the final, like murdering other teams to the final, comparing that to like a new serial killer show on Netflix since they keep cropping up. Oh my gosh. Um, I cut that one out because I felt like that was a little harsh. Yeah, I well. Now you guys can hear it. Um, but I was trying Good to be like Lord. semi, you know, semi nice, but also. Good Lord. I look, I worked very hard on that. I feel like. I'm leaving it there. That's dude. I ain't even. I ain't even doing a. I ain't even doing a power play. <laughs> no, you have to do a power play. Mine's like very. No, we can't <sighs> leave it on that note. That note's terrible. I just had to get it out because I haven't really been able to express my feelings about this season at all, and I feel she like has that was feelings, the- folks. I have feelings. I have so many feelings. Y'all know this, but I have so many feelings, and sometimes. I just need to get them out. And I'm not typically the type of person who would script something up and like make it skating like that. But I, um, the tea have, is hot. Shout out to oh I've been watching, I've been rewatching Glee and, um, one of my favorite characters, Santana, um, is kind of notorious for making speeches like that. Hers yeah. are off the top of her head. I mean, obviously they were like written for the character, but like in the show, they're off the top of her head and she's just saying these things. Right. But I thought it was kind of funny to do like a Santana-esque, you know, ode to the blues. And that's what I, that's what I titled my document that has. Oh my Lord. <laughs> all of that is ode to the blues. But yeah, so that is that for the blues. Hope they enjoy their. Oh man. That's just, uh, oh man. All right. Oh man. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to follow that up, but all right. <laughs> You got this. You got, I fully believe in you. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So my power play is more of like a, not like political, but it's like a, like a, like a, like a giving of information to you guys. It's more of like a, an informational power play. Um, so as of recently, as of the last two weeks, um, I have had the chance to become the podcast manager at Second City Hockey, as well as uh, continuing to be a staff writer. Um, so basically as a podcast manager, I am in charge of all of the podcasts. Um, so that includes our podcast, um, Puck and Ride Chicago, and then as well as the Second City Hockey podcast and our Friday show podcast. Um, 
So this episode that you're going to be hearing is going to be the first of ours officially on the new podcast schedule network um, within Second City and SB Nation. Um, it still will be on our iTunes and our Spotify and everything, but it will just also be um, another location for you to find our show um, through Second City Hockey. Um, so what's really exciting is what's coming up for the off season as well as going into the next season. Um, Puck and Right is still going to be on Mondays, every Monday, as it has been for the last however many months. Um, and we're going to be doing the same kind of format that we have. And then also the Second City Hockey Podcast will be uh, every Wednesday leading up until free agency. And then from there, it'll be every other Wednesday. Um, and the Friday show uh, will be specifically, and sorry, the Second City Hockey Podcast is basically for um, mainly Blackhawks news. Um, a lot of different stuff will be going on on there, like draft talk, uh, free agent talk, uh, when it comes time for training camp, training camp talk. Um, and then the Friday show will be guests that we've uh, lined up to interview to talk to. So, our first one will be going out on June 28th. Um, it'll be with Dominic Mersch, who is a player for the University of Wisconsin Badgers hockey team. Uh, so that'll be really fun. He's a good family friend of ours. So I'm excited to talk to him about, um, all about hockey and everything like that growing up in Chicago and being a Hawks fan. So, um, yeah, so that's the future of podcasting for Second City. Uh, I'm super excited to see how it's going to grow and how people interact with it and everything. So you could still find us on our iTunes and Spotify, but you're also going to be able to find them through second city hockey um, and our podcast networks there. So I just wanted to give you all a little, little update on that. Yeah. Yeah. We love updates in this house. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so that's our episode today. That was kind of a lighter one, but uh, I'm sure next week after the draft and then going into free agency, we're going to have lots to talk about this offseason, which I'm pretty excited about. So Me too. We'll see what Stan does next, but uh, thanks, for oh, tuning in. <laughs> thanks for tuning in this week. We really appreciate it. Um, we can't wait to see what this offseason brings us now that a hockey is a officially over. The Stanley Cup has been awarded. Um, it's officially the offseason, so we'll see what this offseason brings. And uh, we can't wait to take you along on the ride. So we will talk to you guys after the draft next week. Have a good week. Bye, guys.